0: Welcome to a Badass Study Podcast, a podcast where you can study while doing whatever. I'm your host, Hannah Dollinger. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 18 of a Badass Study Podcast. Um, today, we are going to be talking about task list. Actually, we're talking about an entire section today. We're talking about section C which is the behavior change considerations. So specifically we're talking about C1 which is state and plan for the possible unwanted effects of reinforcement, C2 state and plan for the possible unwanted effects of punishment, and C3 state and plan for the possible unwanted effects of extinction. Before we get into that, I want to give a shout out to at SJ underscore Joanne from Ventura County, California. She DM'd me and gave me some really awesome feedback. She said, just finished your first episode. Thank you so much. I have been looking for a podcast like this. I love how you reiterate what was discussed at the end. Thank you. You have gained a listener with five star emojis. So thank you, Joanne. Thank you for listening. And, um, that was some awesome behavior specific praise. She told me exactly what she liked about the episodes and that is what I'm looking for. So I am going to release a link on the Instagram so that you all can give me your behavior specific praise so that you can make the podcast better. And if you feel like the podcast has potential and it's not there yet for you, tell me what you want to see. I am here to help and here to serve the people. So let's get into our topic. So again, we're talking about behavior change considerations. So before we talk about each one specifically, I want to just talk about what exactly reinforcement, punishment, and extinction are. So reinforcement occurs when you deliver a consequence that increases the likelihood of future behavior. If you gave someone a cookie after they engaged in a behavior that you wanted to see and you said, cool, I just reinforced that behavior. Not necessarily true unless you see that behavior occur again in the future and you see an increase in the occurrence of that behavior. Next we have punishment, which occurs when you deliver a consequence that decreases the likelihood of future behavior. So again, you may think that you're punishing something and you're really not unless you see a decrease in the behavior. So this is why data are so important. We've gotta take data to support what we're doing. Then we've got extinction, which is withholding reinforcement from an organism for engaging in a behavior that was previously reinforced. Now, when we talk about possible unwanted effects, what does that even mean? Well, although we always plan for the best, sometimes things don't go the best, Um, so we also need to be aware of what could happen when we extinguish, uh, reinforce, or punish a behavior and plan for that just in case. And I think that this episode is particularly relevant, especially the effects of punishment for what's going on right now in the world, but we'll get into that when we talk about the effects of punishment. Okay, so let's talk about C1, which obviously comes first, so let's talk about that first. So again, reinforcement occurs when you deliver a consequence that increases the occurrence of that same behavior in the future. And the Cooper definition is that reinforcement is when a response is followed by a stimulus change that results in similar responses occurring more often. And that stimulus change can be positive or negative. Positive reinforcement occurs when you're adding a stimulus and negative reinforcement occurs when you're removing a stimulus. And oftentimes that stimulus that you're removing is something that is aversive. The behavior still increases either way, and it's considered positive or negative based on the addition or the removal of a stimulus. So as long as the behavior is increasing, reinforcement has occurred. So you may be thinking, what? The heck, what kind of possible unwanted effects could there be with reinforcement? If we are trying to reinforce a behavior, it is most likely a desirable behavior and therefore one that we want to see, so one that we want to increase. So what could possibly come from reinforcing a behavior that is negative or unwanted or undesirable? Um, well, there are a few and Cooper doesn't really Talk too much about it, or at least I couldn't really find a lot in Cooper about it compared to punishment and extinction. Like in the index, the punishment and extinction, like they both have little lines that say like unwanted or side effects of punishment or extinction. And I didn't find that with reinforcement. But there are still, I was thinking back on my time like with clients and what are some things that come from reinforcing that maybe you were like, oh God, I didn't think about this. So the first one is you could see a decrease in desirable behaviors in the same functional response class as the target behavior. So say you're reinforcing vocal communication attempts and we know that there are many ways to communicate. There's You can vocally communicate, there's picture exchange, gestures, eye contact, AAC devices, and say you're only reinforcing vocal communication with your client right now, but you were previously reinforcing gestures and leading. So if you're only reinforcing vocal communication, you may see a decrease in gestures and leading. They're in the same functional response class as the vocal communication, they have the same function. But if you're only reinforcing one of them, then you might, and you probably will see a decrease in unreinforced behaviors that serve the same function. Um, Also consider if you have a student who does not reliably vocally communicate, so you provide, but they do sometimes, um, but you provide them with an AAC device or some other form of another communication device, like functional communication training, Maybe you give them an AAC device and you train them on how to use that, you teach them that, and then you reinforce only that, then you're going to also see a decrease in vocal communication, which is, of course, we always want to focus on increasing vocal communication. So just be aware of that. You can also, um, another side effect or an unwanted effect could be satiation, which is when your client or the individual gets satiated on a particular stimulus, so say you just gave Bobby a fruit snack for, I don't know, washing his hands. Well, you have given him an entire thing of fruit snacks for every desirable behavior that you've seen throughout the session. He's sick of fruit snacks. He doesn't want the fruit snack. It's no longer reinforcing. So it's important to provide a variety of reinforcers as well. Another example of satiation, I love to read. But I cannot sit and read for hours. Like, my butt hurts. So if you keep providing reading time for my reinforcement, I may get sick of it and want to do something else. There's also difficulty giving up the reinforcer. So similarly, I I do have a really hard time stopping reading. Um, So if you were to tell me I only get five minutes of reading time, I would have a hard time giving that up because that's not that much time. Um, Same thing with, I see a lot of difficulty giving up the iPad. They just want more. They don't want to stop. They don't want to go back to work. Um, You know, like you want to stick with what's cool and what you like. There's also rigidity in reinforcer choices. So I see this all the time. Some kids only... Their only reinforcer is the iPad or the tablet. So again, it's important to introduce a variety of reinforcers because you don't want your client or your kid to get satiated on the one reinforcer because then um, then you don't have another reinforcer to use and what you're doing is no longer motivating for them. There's also, problem behavior when you deny the reinforcer. So, say you have a kid. I mean, we see this all the time. Um, if the kid is used to getting his reinforcer at a certain time and it's not available, um, maybe the iPad is dead. That's a hard thing to, to just accept. And not being able to get your reinforcer can uh, can. Pro- can provoke, can evoke problem behavior. Okay, C2. So this one talks about the unwanted effects of punishment. What is punishment? Cooper defines punishment as when a response is followed immediately by a stimulus change that results in similar responses occurring less often. So again, with punishment, we also have positive and negative punishment, where remember punishment is the behavior is decreasing. And positive punishment occurs when you're adding a stimulus and negative occurs when you're removing a stimulus. So some possible unwanted side effects, and these are a bit more obvious than the reinforcement ones. Um, You've got behavioral contrast, which is defined as a phenomenon in which a change in one component of a multiple schedule that increases or decreases the rate of responding on that component is accompanied by a change in the response rate in the opposite direction on the other unaltered component of the schedule. So we've got the classic grandma example here. So let's say little Bobby is eating cookies before dinner at equal rates when grandma is there and when grandma isn't there. Finally, Grandma gets on to Bobby and says to stop eating the cookies before dinner out of the cookie jar. Now, when Grandma's in the kitchen, he doesn't eat from the cookie jar, but whenever she's not in the kitchen, he eats from the cookie jar. Um, so that is a possible unwanted side effect of punishment. Then we've also got emotional and aggressive reactions. I mean, this one makes sense, doesn't it? Uh, if you're applying... Aversive stimuli to people, people don't respond well to that. If I'm yelled at, I start to cry. There's an emotional reaction. Um, If you hit someone, they'll probably have an aggressive reaction back and hit you back. Next, we've got escape and avoidance. Again, this one makes sense. If I know that I'll get in trouble for skipping school, I'm going to lie and tell my parents that I didn't skip school so that I can avoid being punished for that. Next up, we've got modeling undesirable behavior. So this is a classic example of spanking or using physical punishment methods. It teaches the individual that hitting others is an appropriate form of punishment. There's a reason that we teach replacement behaviors, and this is exactly why. Next up, we've got punishment may be overused due to negative reinforcement of the punishing agent's behavior. I think this one all... The time when I yell at my dogs. It does not punish their behavior. Why do I do it? It, Because it temporarily stops their behavior, like barking um, or licking themselves, which drives me crazy. And it results in negative reinforcement for me, but it does not result in any form of punishment for them because their behavior does not decrease. So I want to talk about unwanted effects of punishment as as it relates to the current current events in our crazy world. Um, so the bearded behaviorist on Instagram, he posted about how using punishment again, it results in emotional and aggressive reactions and particularly modeling undesirable behavior. So when people in authority, Use positive punishment or um, yelling or um, physical aggression in order to punish people. Look at what it has turned into. Look at how people are reacting. Everyone's emotional right now. People are lashing out either verbally or physically at anyone who um, expresses a different belief or any of the police officers, like, um, I went to a protest and I saw a lot of emotional and aggressive reactions. Um, actually it was pretty much, for the most part, it was a peaceful protest, but there were some times where someone would get, would step out of line and one of the officers would arrest a a protester, and the crowd reacted. They would throw water bottles so we're getting that aggressive reaction and um sorry my dog is walking in and we also see when officers or someone in authority are physically punishing we do see they're modeling undesirable behavior. They are using force and aggression so the people who see that are seeing, oh, this is what it takes to get what I want. This is what it takes. So now I've been taught that I need to be aggressive. I need to fight this way so that I'm heard. So um, that is a pretty relevant example of undesirable or unwanted effects of punishment. And this is exactly why our ethics code states to use reinforcement over punishment and only use punishment if reinforcement first has failed. So go check out the post. Um I posted it on my Instagram story on Saturday, it's currently Saturday. Um, but it is an actual post on at here Behear, at Bearded Behaviorist. Check him out on Instagram, give him a follow. He posts a lot of good stuff. And um Our ABA is a science and we should apply it as such. And um, he does a really good job of doing that in this post and applying it to current events. So go check it out. Okay, so C3 is all about the unwanted effects of extinction. Cooper defines extinction as a behavior tactic that occurs when reinforcement of a previously reinforced behavior is discontinued. As a result, the occurrence of that behavior decreases in the future. So there are five potential unwanted effects of extinction. The first, and I would say the most well-known and quite possibly my favorite, is extinction burst. And I say it's my favorite because it's just, it's a really cool thing to see actually happen. Extinction bursts are when, after you discontinue reinforcement, there's a sudden increase in the rate of the behavior that you stopped reinforcing. I tell teachers, parents, whoever the behavior change agent is, that it gets worse before it gets better. But it's important that you don't reinforce during an extinction burst because then the individual learns, oh, this is how much I have to ramp it up to get what I want, and then they've learned... That's the level that they need to get to in order to get what they've been reinforced for. Or what they've been, what the reinforcer is. So, but after the behavior gets worse, though, you will see a decrease in the rate of responding. Because eventually the individual learns, hey, this isn't working anymore. It's no longer effective. I'm just, there's no use in doing it anymore because I'm not getting what I wanted out of it. We engage in extinction bursts all the time. Um, think about the remote example. So if you're a TV, if you're watching TV and your remote stops working, you don't just press the button once and then realize, hey, it's not working. No, you press it a bunch of times just to make sure, like, hey, maybe it's gonna work. And then, so if you do press it like 10 times in a row and then it does work, you've learned, oh, I just need to press it 10 times, then it'll work. Um, so that's an extinction burst. The next secondary effect or the possible unwanted effect of extinction is response variation. So this is when you stop reinforcing a behavior. And after you do that, the individual then tries out other topographies of the behavior to see if the other topographies will result in obtaining reinforcement. For example, if my fiance is in the basement and I want him to switch out the laundry while he's down there, then I might yell down there once to ask, Okay, no answer. I might yell again. If he still isn't answering, I might yell again. And still no answer, so I'll text him. So there's a different type of response. Um, If he still doesn't respond, I may call him. Um, So he's super lucky, right? (laughs) Um, Next, possible unwanted effect is an initial increase in the response magnitude. This is similar to an increase in the rate of responding during during an extinction burst, but instead of an increase in the rate, there's an increase in the magnitude. So if you stopped reinforcing a tantrum, tantrums may get longer. They may also include like screaming and yelling might get louder, crying might get louder, hitting might get harder, self-injurious behavior might be harder. It's just an increase in the magnitude of the particular response that you stopped reinforcing. Next up is spontaneous recovery, which is defined by Cooper as the reappearance of the behavior after it has been diminished to its pre-reinforcement level or has stopped entirely. So basically, you successfully extinguished a behavior and then bam, out of nowhere, it happens again. So say with the remote example, you have determined that your remote does not work. You've learned hitting it a million times doesn't work, banging it against the couch doesn't work, Um, even replacing the batteries doesn't work. I don't know. However, maybe you try in a couple weeks, you see the remote and you're like, hey, maybe it's going to work today. I don't know. And then it works. I don't know. But if it doesn't work, then you're not going to try it again. So that would be an example of spontaneous recovery and the trying to... Trying the behavior again is often short-lived and should go away if it's not reinforced. Seeing spontaneous recovery occurring does not mean that your intervention has stopped working. You've just got to make sure that your procedures are still in place so that the behavior is not reinforced when spontaneous recovery does occur. Next is resurgence, which is defined as the occurrence of a previously reinforced behavior when reinforcement for an alternative behavior is terminated or decreased. Cooper gives a good example of this. So let's say um, a student makes inappropriate comments and gets the teacher, teacher's attention. Okay, teacher places inappropriate comments on extinction and instead reinforces an alternative response, appropriate comments. Then the teacher stops reinforcing appropriate comments because that's usually what happens. We try to reinforce something, then we forget. So then you see an increase in the inappropriate comments emerge again. This is also temporary. Finally, emotional outbursts and aggression, just like we talked about earlier with punishment. And extinction, you may see this as a part of the extinction burst. This is a huge reason we're not recommending extinction. If the behavior is severe and or the individual that you are trying to put on extinction is an adult or maybe super tall, it may be difficult to block those behaviors so we may try an anesthetic intervention before we try extinction. And just like that, Section C, Behavior Change Considerations, is done. So let's wrap it up and give you what you need to know for the exam. Um, Okay, so C1, Reinforcement. So reinforcement, again, is a stimulus change following a behavior that increases the future frequency of the behavior. Some possible unwanted effects of reinforcement include... Decreasing the desirable behaviors in the same functional response class as the target behavior that you're reinforcing. There's also satiation, difficulty giving up the reinforcer, or problem behavior when the uh, reinforcer is denied or not available, and rigidity in reinforcer choices. Then we've got punishment, which is a stimulus change following a behavior that decreases the future frequency of the behavior. And some unwanted possible effects of punishment include behavioral contrast, which is that grandma cookie example, the emotional and aggressive reactions, escape and avoidance, modeling undesirable behavior, and punishment may be overused due to negative reinforcer of the punishing agent's behavior. Finally, we have C3, which is all about extinction, which is withholding reinforcement from an organism for engaging in a behavior that was previously reinforced. And some possible unwanted side effects of that include extinction bursts, response variation, an initial increase in the response magnitude, spontaneous recovery, resurgence, and emotional outbursts and aggression. If you want more information, I will, of course, put the Cooper page notes in the show notes. If you want to contact me, you can email me at abastudypodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Follow on Instagram at ABA Study Podcast. You can DM me on Instagram. I'm loving the DMs. I'm loving the feedback. If you want to support the podcast, continue to reach out on Instagram. Share with a friend who's studying for the exam and rate and review. I would love some more reviews, you guys. I love looking. Well, I have one. I love looking at the one. <laughs> Next episode, we are going to start section D which is Fundamental Elements of Behavior Change. And specifically, we're going to talk about section, not section, we're talking about items D1, which is Use Positive and Negative Reinforcement, which we kind of got into on this episode. But obviously, next episode, we're going to be talking about it in a lot greater detail. And we're also going to talk about D2, which states to use appropriate parameters and schedules of reinforcement. So I'm super excited. Um... We are done with this episode. Give yourselves a round of applause for getting through sections A, B, and C with me. And um, I'm excited to start section D with you. So go study. Go be a badass. Go make behavior change in the world. And love yourselves and love everyone.